I'm a rocking beat. Wow, thank you. <laughs> so tell us what you about yourself. Okay, well, my name is Lee Tracy. I am a yoga meditation mindfulness teacher in Dublin and Ireland. Um, I work a lot with corporates. I also coordinate events and I also work in festivals and collaborate with other people doing events as well and that kind of thing. So, a few different strings Busy going on. Busy, Busy yeah, but mm-hmm. very happy. Yeah. What got you into yoga? I think like a lot of people, I got into yoga for the physical kind of side of things first and foremost. So it was just kind of, I thought at the time it was just another craze going on. I was like, oh, I'll give this a shot. So I started um, going to a local hot yoga studio and gave it a go. And then, as usually happens, a little bit down the road, I kind of realized, oh, there's something more to it than just sweating and stretching, <laughs> you know? Um, so... I decided that I wanted to get a little bit deeper into it and continued on my practice and eventually um, decided that I wanted to change career and pursue this um, as one of my passions and dreams and hopefully spread the word a little bit more to other people. So how long have you been doing it? I've been teaching about four years now. Yeah, so I was in finance before that. And yeah, yeah, lovely is right, yeah, quite a demanding job, Um, so, but in saying that, it was a very good job, and it was well paid, and you got a nice pension, and all that kind of thing, and now I don't have the pension or any of that, but I do have a lot more um, happiness in my life because of the role that I, that I do every day. Brilliant, brilliant. You mentioned happiness, you obviously do a lot of mindfulness meditation work, Mm -hmm. what's sort of your thoughts on that? How it relates to happiness or just in general? Well, in general and in relation to happiness. Okay. I think that at the moment, especially now, um, we have constant stimulation in our lives. We're bombarded with information. Um, There's a lot of comparison. There's a lot of bringing ourselves out of ourselves and more in towards the material world. So I think that meditation and mindfulness gives us this opportunity to come back to ourselves and to be able to um, have an authentic relationship not only with ourselves but with everyone else. And that kind of inner perception allows us to begin to lead the lives that we actually want to lead, not being dictated simply by Instagram or by society or where we think we're supposed to be going. Um, And that kind of integrity in living allows you to become happier. So there's a definite link between being present feeling what you're feeling and the feeling of being content so the goal isn't like i want to be the happiest person in the world i want to be all sunshine and rainbows all of the time like inevitably we're going to have feelings of depression anxiety sadness anger frustration we're human beings that's a human experience but the idea is that we're present with those feelings so that when they come into our lives then we just allow them to pass out as well Um, One of my teachers, Sharon Gannon, said, uh, I'm going to misquote her slightly here, if anxiety comes, let it in through the front door, but then just let it go out through the back door. So there's no kind of wall up. You're not trying to fight anything and say, no, I'm not anxious. You accept it as it is, and then you let it go, and then other things come. So it's a a constant re-evaluation of of the present moment Mm -hmm. as you are relating to it, knowing that that will change too. That's the thing, because there's no such thing as perfect. Exactly. people are obviously striving for that and you've obviously mentioned their social media mm-hmm. Instagram and anybody that's listened to this before knows I have zero social media now yeah. none at all because 
it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. You know, personally. Does it does it make you feel uneasy or were, um, you, were you not getting anything out of it? No, I, I, yeah. I find myself, when I was on it, I was just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling yeah. and not taking anything in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. And then actually getting very, very frustrated. Very yeah. frustrated at stories and this and that. And were uh, you getting frustrated because you were scrolling or were you getting frustra- frustrated because of the content? Both. 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 It was just a constant scroll, scroll, yeah. scroll. And because there's that many social media apps, um, you know, you don't just have one. <laughs> so yeah. you don't. So uh, I sort of started the experiment a couple of years ago where I turned all the, the notifications off yeah. and deleted the apps from the phone. So it was a two year process, don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, and people think I'm absolutely crazy for doing it. I don't think you're crazy, I can see your point, you know, and um, the thing about it is though as well is, you know, you need to be able to use these tools as you need them, yes. um, it's kind of a good analogy I suppose for mindfulness as well and for your mind too, you need to use it as you need to, not allow it to take over, yes. which is what happens a lot both with our minds and with these social media apps mm-hmm. and for some reason they interact with each other yeah. and cause, you know, um, us to be drawn away from ourselves a little bit more and that causes anxiety. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But I find that you kind of have to balance that because obviously social media is a great way of interacting with yes. um, people and also you know allowing people to realize what you're doing and and then bringing them into something that's about mindfulness or you've got apps like Headspace and that kind of thing which are brilliant for people who need to meditate and need a little bit of guidance meditating so there's kind of this friction between you know what's good for us and the apps that can bring us there and then going well we need to get off the devices a bit more to live in the present moment and then so I think there's a fine line you can yes. utilise them but just be very careful about it because we've all been there we've all been dragged into those black holes of time wasting and also comparison like it's, it's one of the things that really um, gets to me and upsets me because ultimately for me yoga is about empowerment and living your best life and being able to really stand on your two feet and find out what your purpose is mm-hmm. and going for that. And I think that when we're constantly comparing ourselves to other, you get completely lost in it. Yeah. And all of a sudden the essence of who you are or what you enjoy in life is lost mm-hmm. in this fragments of other people that you think you should be as well. Yes. And it's not true. You you're know? chasing other people. You're chasing other people and you're losing yourself mm-hmm. in, the, in, in, in the process. And it's tricky. It's It's a part of modern life now so I think we need to build some tools to kind of combat that or to be a bit more mindful of that as well I'm in total agreement it, it doesn't work for me yeah so I'm not going to turn around and say it's cruel that's mm. that's silly you know yeah. if you can work it that there is a fine line yeah. and you know it's not affecting but for me it was I just you couldn't I tr- do it yeah. I tried it a step at a time down lower 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 and then I was like no it's still it's just making it's me just uneasy just not working yeah. get rid of it and completely. that's that's yeah so that was yeah. uh, but it, it, you know a lot of people who do have it whenever I mentioned I was going off it they said eh, oh I wish I could do that yeah it's an addiction yes Yeah. if I didn't have ABC I would be off it mm. and I'm like well they're not very good reasons you yeah. know but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. You know, um, I think you can't be very mindful, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you have that amount of social media. Yeah, you when know. you're constantly yeah, on that constantly scrolling on mode. Yeah, I never agree with that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the amount of time that we spend scrolling and, you know, being sucked down, as I said, this black hole, the number one obstacle that people come to me with in terms of meditation and mindfulness is no time. You know, and 
I'm like, okay, well, let's try and carve out 10 minutes. 10 minutes out of a 24-hour period. How often are you just... 10 minutes will fly by when you're, you're flicking through Instagram or, or Facebook, you know. It just goes in a blink like that, you know. So, yeah, there's definitely an encroachment of our time. And really, time is our most precious commodity. So we need to kind of wake up a little bit and stop walking around um, half asleep. Zombies. Yeah, zombies half asleep with our heads in our phones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. That brings me on perfectly to... I remember reading your philosophy. Mm. It was... I believe it in still- like we have, I have a philosophy. <laughs> I, I love this. Well, that's a nice word, yeah. yeah. I believe in stillness. And I'm trying to get this right now. I believe in stillness and this, the honesty of silence. Is that yeah. right? There you go. Yeah. Well done. So thank you. Thank you very much. I have a good memory now because I'm not on social media. Yeah, yeah. It sticks <laughs> you know, a bit more. Yeah. Does, yeah. Where'd yeah. that come from now? Well, from me. Yeah. But I mean, there, there is an honesty in silence and that's why I think people are a bit afraid of us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, our brain wants distraction. It wants distraction all of the time. It's like, you know, a hyperactive child, you know, it wants to go, 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 go. And it's up to us to be able to figure out, is this helpful or is this harmful to what I'm trying to do in my life? And sitting down and being silent is one of the best ways I have found that you can really get to a place where you're like, well, there's an honesty to us. This isn't working for me. This is how I feel. There's no pushing away of the emotions. You know, it's it's whatever arises in that space arises, and you're going to feel it, and you're going to have to deal with this. And that's at the point where a lot of people just stand up, wipe their hands, and go, "That meditation malarkey is not for me." You know, <laughs> it made me feel really crappy for those. And I'm like, okay, that happens every now and then. Let's work through it instead of just kind of you know going off and doing something else because really that emotion or that feeling. It's still there. Mm-hmm. You're just suppressing it and distracting yourself from it. You know, you're not releasing it in any way or acknowledging it or just letting it go. You know, so um, there is there is an honesty in silence, and it, it, it it's very telling if you can't sit in your own company in silence for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Um, but it is a practice. It's not easy. It's like I often say this. It's like you know, riding a bicycle or learning to play the piano. It's clunky and you fall off and it's uncomfortable and you get frustrated. And but you try it again because you know it's worthwhile and it's important. So you keep coming back and refocusing and refocusing and refocusing. And once you have that underlying practice, when something really bad happens in life or when you know you're having a certain circumstance that is beyond your control well then we're able to deal with it a little bit better mm-hmm. you know yes. um, because otherwise life can be very difficult to navigate the ups and the downs and you're constantly happy because of circumstance or really sad because of circumstance mm-hmm. you know and you're like well if these peaks and troughs are keep happening is my mood going to constantly just yeah you know go up and down like a roller coaster all the time because that's unsustainable mm-hmm. you know it's almost like bipolar kind of feelings you yes. know that kind of way and again coming back to the social media it's almost like you know, instant gratifications. The more likes I get, I'm happy. Oh, I don't didn't get that many likes. Well, then I'm really sad. You know, we're tying our happiness to these things that aren't really that important. Don't mean a damn thing. No, <laughs> you know, they're not yeah. important. Mm-hmm. So when we can sit in silence and realize what is important and how we can be happy in ourselves and happy in silence, well, I think that's a really, really, really positive thing to do for ourselves. You know, but it does take practice and it does take time and it does take commitment and dedication. Here's a silly wee thought. I'm just thinking, see in school when you were put into detention mm. <laughs> and you were left to sit there for an hour yeah. in silence, 
They're actually doing the children a favour now. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. They didn't Possibly. see it like that. Well, yeah, no, well, I didn't see it like that. I think when I ever, ever had to do detention, I had to write stuff out. <laughs> yeah, which wasn't good. Mm. But I mean, you see, it, I think that some schools are taking it up in their schools actually for um, detention. Mm-hmm. I think it was somewhere over in the US I saw that. And you see it in prison service as well and that kind of thing, you know? So doing something positive with something that is perceived as negative is kind of a good way to flip something around, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of force people to meditate. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But, you know, doing something constructive with time that may have been wasted otherwise, you know. I find for myself, I, like, any time I started, I've tried, like, a morning routine. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't last all of it. You know, you might do it three or four days in a row, and then it'll fall away, and then you do yeah. it for five or six days, and it'll yeah. fall away. And I do think... That the way you do start your day off is a is a big thing, you know. Oh, it's massive. big time. So I always try to put down the three things. It's a bit of movement, yeah. A bit of meditation, and then a bit of mind, you know, as a reading. Yeah. That's what I try and do first thing in the morning. Now oh, it doesn't have to be a lot of time. Yeah. Twenty minutes maybe, you know. And I think that really gives my, me a good kick for the rest of the day. Mm. So I'm not sure what you think about that. Mm, I'm in complete agreement mm. with you. I tend to. Um, move in the morning I tend to and it's funny because I never thought I was a morning person yeah I never thought I was a morning person and I've just trained myself to be that way <laughs> so um, I'll get up in the morning and do some kind of form of exercise it could be the physical yoga asana practice I could go for jog I could do whatever and then I'll have some meditation and then I might listen to a bit of a podcast while I'm getting ready um, or an audio book or something like that as well. So something that really gets you into your body, into your heart, into your mind properly, you know, and allows you to feel grounded is such a strong way to start your day. You yes. know, you go out kind of with positive outlook rather than going, oh, I can't believe I've got to go through this again today, <laughs> you know, it just completely switches everything around. And that's actually a question I get asked a lot um, with people who are starting to, to take up a meditation practice is when is the best time to do it, you know? And ultimately, it's up to everyone to experiment and to be a bit curious about, you know, how they feel at different times of the day. But for me, I completely am I'm with you now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I consider myself a morning person yes. now, you know? Yes. So we can really train ourselves into being whatever way we want to be. Hardest part's always the start. That's, yeah. You know what I mean? People say it all the time, it's cheesy, whatever. But it, it, the hardest part is actually just starting. Getting yeah. out the front door, you know. To me, ideal would be wake up and just walk out the front door, two minutes fresher, <laughs> and walk back in again. You know? And yeah. that's, that's, that sounds quite simple, but for most it's people... Really it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really effective. Yeah, it's really, really effective. Yeah. That actually brings me back to, you do a lot of um, corporate work. Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, it's obviously offices and things like that mm. there where people just don't move yes. at all for the whole day. Yeah. Do you find that tough? It's it's a different audience than what you're used to in a studio or an event setting, you know. It's people who may not have any kind of practice like this, who may be completely new, who may be a little bit nervous about trying it, who may be a little bit apprehensive about doing something like that with their work crew, because obviously there's hierarchies and roles that they're used to doing, and now you're kind of pulling down those boundaries. But ultimately, you see people grow so much as a team. It's really good. And actually, what is happening quite a lot now um, these days is I will go in and do mindfulness talks, and you know, a little bit of mindful movement with people, but it means that they can stay in whatever they're wearing, that everyone feels welcome, because a lot of the times, um, 
some people might be like, oh, I don't want to put on my leggings and I've never done yoga before. I don't want to look silly in front of my coworkers, you know, that kind of way. So in order for it to be as accessible and um, beneficial to as many people as possible, I find these talks are really, really good. Now, in saying that, there's some young companies who, who love the movement, but if, if there's a, a kind of a more embedded culture in um, a company, it's really good, the mindfulness talks and getting people to start perhaps a daily mindfulness practice together. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. really, really positive mm -hmm. and something very simple, you mm -hmm. know. So, you know, I encourage them to get a Headspace app. Someone just sends out the email, 10 minutes before, guys, we're That's meeting brilliant. in the boardroom. Um, 10 minutes of mindfulness just before lunch every day. And they just build it into um, their workday. So I was with um, a company there last Friday and they, the, the, general manager the CEO of the company asked me you know how do we embed this in the culture of our company and I was like like anything it has to come from the top down you have to get someone who's very comfortable with this type of thing to lead it because mm -hmm. if the people around you think that you're not comfortable they're not going to be either you know it has to be something that resonates with you yes. um, because you're, you're a leader essentially you know you need to lead people in this direction and then it has to be consistency Consistency, consistency, consistency. So I can go in and do a talk with you guys and, and give you some tips and hints and stories and run through your objections or what you'd be fearful of, but you need to keep it up. There's no point in doing this once every three months and then yes. having these big gaps and then going, you know, well, why isn't it embedded in culture? Because culture is generated by day-to-day -day mm -hmm. activity, you know, and the mindset of, of everyone that is working there every single day. So it's it's... It's a process that you have to go through, but it, it can be easily done, and I've seen it done in, in a lot of companies, you know, and it's so um, brilliant to see so many companies at the moment really interested in, in getting their workforce involved in this. So, like, think about this. Five years ago, this would not have been happening no, in Ireland. Like, there's not. no way no. that people would be, you know, inviting speakers in to talk about mindfulness in the workplace. It would have been just brushed off. That's silly, don't, you know... Mm. We have more important things to be doing. Mm. And now everyone is, is recognizing the importance of this and the qualities that it brings into a corporate culture, you know? Um, being authentic, knowing your purpose, knowing how to communicate, knowing what, how to communicate with your customers, building better relationships. I mean, these are the foundations of good business practice. Oh, yes. You know, so it makes sense. Right. It, yeah. But there's also something brilliant about, because you're in, you know, in, in, the, in work, something big about the community yeah. as you know community setting where you know everybody's doing it together mm -hmm. you know that actually helps quite a bit because one person on their own finds it very very difficult but yeah. once you're in a, a community setting it sort of helps exactly yeah mm. and and kind of getting a bit of more depth with your colleagues yes you know and mm -hmm. being a bit more real with them as well because I think as Irish people we are we tend to kind of go through the motions quite a lot hi how are you good I'm fine how are you busy yeah grand see you later mm -hmm. you know I mean this is the the depth of our conversations these days and I know that okay interactions can't all be deep and meaningful but I mean surely we should be having some kind of meaningful communication with our colleagues that we see every single day at some point during yes. the week you know so I think it's a good good way of, of creating that um, broader boundary because we usually kind of put our labels on and say no if this is the way I am in this workplace and this is how I communicate and this is well, let's broaden that a little bit and let's play with it and let's get a bit, a little bit curious with it. And I think that a lot of people are up for that as well, yes, which is yes. really cool, you mm -hmm. know. So, um, yeah, expanding, growing, and um, I'm excited about what, what 
people are interested in bringing into their workplace and what they want to do, you know? Brilliant, brilliant. Mm. Now, obviously, we focus this podcast on mental health, okay? Mm -hmm. Have you any tips for what helps your mental health? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, obviously, I'm a big advocate for meditation <laughs> mindfulness, so that, that would be my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, yoga, obviously I'm a yoga teacher so I'm a little bit biased here as well. Yes. Any kind of physical activity that allows you to get out of your brain and into your body a little bit more is always beneficial. So even if that means sprinting, even if that means cycling, one of the best things I, I love to do is cycle around the city. And you have to be mindful when you're cycling around the city. You have to be, you know, on the ball because otherwise there'll be an accident, you know. So, um, or cooking you can cook so mindfully you know you can really put attention and care into what you're doing and at the end you've got this lovely meal to share so find an activity that you like to do and spend time doing it you know meeting with friends and um, walking along the seaside walking through the forests being in nature is really really a big thing for me and um, also I like to pick up guitar every now and then. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Not very good at it now, but uh, I like to pick it up. You didn't say you like to play, just to pick it up. Just to pick it up, that's all. I use it as a weight, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. I must mention we had a lovely brownie there. We did, we had a gorgeous brownie, yeah. I don't know what that thing is there. It's like a protein ball, but it has loads of chia seeds in, which weren't great for the old teeth now, I have to say, but the brownie was absolutely delish. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Lee, thank you very much. You're very welcome, that was Lee. brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. We're name twins. <laughs> Two Lees in a pod. Yeah, I love it. That's amazing. You're so, so intelligent. See, that no stuff. social media. See what it does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brings you a whole other level there now. Exactly. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you.